Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to yet again another fantastic indie creator interview. It is your Caves Crusader, Cody, and we are keeping it geekly with our returning guest, Kyler of Foreign Press Comics. How are you doing? Welcome to the stream, and we're here to break down his latest Kickstarter for Felcher Cross and everything in between. How have you been, Kyler? Welcome back, man. Uh, thanks for having me back, man. Um, it's been good. You know, we're running the Kickstarter right now, which is like we were talking earlier, it's just, it's just stressful, but, um, you know, we got, it's, we've only been on here for three days. Um, and we have, we're not doing bad so far. Um, but other than that, you know, just continuing the comics grind, you know, yeah, keep working and that's all we can do, I guess. No, absolutely. So for, uh, those, uh, that are watching that might be new, um, let's give a little recap of who you are and you know, what, uh, you're trying to accomplish within the indie community. Um, well, I'm, I'm, my name's Kyler Merrill. I'm the, I guess, I don't know, editor-in-chief is how I sign the emails, but I mean, I don't really <laughs> do much of that. But I, I, I work with or run uh, Foreign Press Comics. It's a small um, startup, independent publisher. Um, and so right now, we're, um, we have other comics to our name, like um, Valkyrian and Terminal, um, Sleep Sister Sleep, and we are currently working on Fletcher Cross. Um, we're not working on Fletcher Cross. Fletcher Cross is done. The book's complete. Um, but we have a Kickstarter. It's live right now. Um, and I don't know if you want me to explain what it is or what. But uh, the the book. Yeah, the book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll dive into that. Um, okay. Real quick though, uh, do you want to maybe give a shout out to uh, Foreign Press Comics and you know what? Uh, I we because we dove into that a, a lot more in depth our first time meeting. Yeah. But just to touch I base mean, upon it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, nothing much has changed since last time we talked. Um, this time, our we've we finished submissions for Smash Quarterly, and we are I'm actually going to check in today with um, Devin about um, uh, our submissions and or not submissions, our acceptances and rejections and things like that. Because um, we got all that done, we're just finished finalizing like the final steps of that process. Um, so we can, you know, tell people, give them the go ahead to get started on their books. Um, and I mean, that's pretty much it. You know, we're, I, we have another anthology that we're going to be opening submissions for in a few, probably after the Kickstarter, um, ends. but I mean, nothing else has really changed. You know, we still got a lot of other things kind of behind the scenes in the works that we're, that we're doing things with, but, um, you know, uh, I mean, we're still, you know, kind of you know smaller at the moment but we're i think that works to our advantage and that we can you know slowly build on things so we don't have a lot like you know we're not over here just like we got this twin outs we got this going we got this we got this but we're just slow and steady sticking with what we do and slow so, and steady yeah. wins the race right exactly yeah that's, and that's that's the ideal so we'll see that's really cool that you were able to get that anthology like kind of wrapped up. I know when we last talked, you were in the beginning stages of it. Do you want to kind of maybe maybe break that down? Like you had a lot of submissions for that, right? I mean, we had um, probably 50 something submissions. Wow, that's a lot. I know a lot of people have had, there's been plenty of anthologies that have more than that, but um, there's also, you know, several that have a lot less. So uh, I think, it's, I don't know if, I don't know how it compares, I guess is what I'm trying to say, but we, um, yeah, last time we talked, we were we had I think a few days left because I think we talked end of April and the submission ended April thirtieth, and so you know we we had open submissions and then we just went through the we went through the process of going through them all. Me and um, Devin, we went through we split them in half and we first we first we checked you know um, background checked people, made sure you know they were cool. We 
we were so there was someone we want to work with and then we just split the book and split the submissions in half i took the top half he took the bottom half and we just objectively rank, gave everyone a number one through ten and then based on their art and their story and then whichever ones had the highest score we those went to the next round and then we did them subjectively based on um you know whichever ones we like the most rated them again and then that's how we ended up with our um final picks and we have i think we have a really good crop of uh people we have you know several who are um you know uh several that we already had specifically invited to the anthology that we i guess we haven't announced yet so i'm gonna hold off on that until i guess we announce all of them later on but um yeah pretty much right now we're just waiting on one response for uh um someone's page count because that's going to determine whether or not we can let this other person in so it's that's the only thing that's gonna and whether or not we can let this person in this volume we know they're going to get in the next volume but whether they can get in this very first one it depends on the page count of this other story but um yeah that's that's about where we're at um we're still you know just just trucking away just getting things that going. sounds like it was a pretty big process and I, I I know you were saying that you didn't have as much as other people, but you had more than others. I mean, the the big thing for me is like 50 is still a big number. Even like chopping that in half with someone and doing like 25, that's still a considerable amount to work through. And not only that, but to to have to come up with your own like ranking system to see which ones we're going to progress next. Like that that's a considerable amount of work. I mean, I guess, it, I mean, it, it was just, the rating system was just, like I said, it was just, I luckily, you know, with technology being the way it is, we just had a Google Sheet and um because it's since we did that in google forms i could you know download it as all the responses as a sheet and then i just added a column for story one through ten art one through ten and then a column to added those up and then i pushed a button and then ranked them all and so it just it did a lot of the work for me but you know we started out with probably 54 we took about took out probably five or six because we you know their background checks if you want to call it that didn't really check out you know they were they were kind of associated with some stuff that we didn't want to we didn't want our books to be a part of and then um and then after that it went down to about 25 and then that went down to about i don't know where where we're at right now i think we're at about 10 no about eight stories i think and uh, eight, how, eight, eight people that we submitted eight eight people who submitted um their stories got in so how many uh, pages are you looking at uh, all together with it 32 32 for the first volume or for each volume so um you know that'll be um i don't know that, that's uh, that'll be tight but um i think it'll be a pretty good deal and like like we have the plan is to have several stories and those are the ones that i can't announce yet because those are people we invited but um that are going to take place over all four volumes of the book so it's going to be like um an ongoing type thing that is still so only cool. six like four six pages six pages six pages six pages and so there'll be a couple stories that take place throughout the whole thing um, but yeah, so overall 32, but you know, so taking out those other stories, we have about 24 pages, 26 pages, something like that left of wiggle room to work with. So it's just a matter of figuring out, okay, this person said their story is two pages, so this can fit, but this one's four pages. So this one won't make it in this time and just looking at numbers like that, but oh, I got not, not too difficult. So uh, with that, with that, you know, the refreshment on that, let's go ahead and start breaking down what we're here for. You know, let's break down a little bit of uh, Felcher's Cross and kind of like what went into it, your inspirations for it and everything in between before we take a, a little bit of an in-depth look at the Kickstarter. Okay. Um, it's Fletcher Cross. Um, it's called, it's called Fletcher Cross. Um, and it's, um, it's about, it's a narrative anthology. First of all, it's a narrative anthology. 
which is something I guess kind of new. It's not brand new. People have done it before, but it's not something that's super common with anthologies. And what it, we mean by narrative anthology is that it tells a story from beginning to end. Um, every story, every chapter within the story, for the most part, with the exception of the beginning and the middle or the beginning and the end, could be read, you know, individually, kind of like because um, we were originally inspired by like comics of like the 50s, 60s, like the golden age of, you know, because you had you know, Superman comics where Superman, he would one issue, he'd be doing this and the next one, he'd be doing something completely different. No references to the other one, you know, just completely unconnected adventures. And that's kind of where we where we got where I started with the idea. I started I had the idea for I just wanted to tell an anthology that told a story from beginning to end, but was also could be read as individual chapters. And so I approached my friend Derek Crow about it. I said, do you think you can help me? Because I knew that with this project that I couldn't, it wasn't something I could handle on my own because I knew that that was going to be a lot to manage as far as like I can manage an anthology, but managing, you know, putting it in order and making sure that kind of the story hit the beats that we wanted it to hit all that together was going to be a lot. And so I reached out to him. He was down. Um, we invited writers, um, kind of had to do an open call for artists, but um yeah, so it's the story is about Fletcher Cross. He's an original character. He's a a prideful, self-centered engineer um, working on this machine called the Dimensionalizer. And he doesn't feel like he's given the credit he deserves. He's just angry all the time. And one day he decides, screw it, I'm gonna test the machine. You guys won't let me, you guys don't believe me. I'm gonna test it myself. I don't care what you say. Um, so he tests it without approval and the machine goes haywire. It sends him into the multiverse and he's lost. And that's where our story takes place. Each chapter takes place as he hops through a different dimension. Um, there's 18 chapters. And the whole thing is, how can he find his way home when his biggest obstacle is himself? And so it's all about how he can get over himself in order to find his way home through this vast multiverse of super weird worlds. We have Lovecraftian, you know, monsters where he's almost sacrificed. We have... Um, baby verses where he's it's like um rugrats meets grease um that's how the writers described it and i that's perfectly apt for their story um you know he, he goes to a hollow earth um meets lizard people tribes of warrior women um he gets lost in a mad max-esque desert um he fights nazis um does a little bit of everything and so like i said it's just about how can he find his way home when he's the biggest thing in his way and how can he get over himself? I really love this concept so much. I think the way you went about like connecting this anthology, like having him like jump through different multiverses was like such cool like perspective on it. Like what drove you to that inspiration? Cause that, I mean, I've read a couple anthologies and this seems like such a unique, a unique take on it. I appreciate that. Um, well, it, I don't really know where I specifically got the idea. I know it was like probably, I don't know, August or so, maybe. No, I don't know. It was like fall of 2020. And in, um, I don't know if we talked about this last time, but in May of 2020, um, right when COVID was going on, I put together um, an anthology called Pandemics and Panels just on a whim. And so after that, I just really wanted to do another one. And so I, and I wanted this one to be in print. And so I was thinking of ideas and ways that I could break the format and do things differently than other anthologies have been done before. And so I knew I wanted to tell a story, a cohesive story. And that brought me to kind of that fifties, sixties, golden age retro vibe. And I started there and that's pretty much all we had. We knew we had this 
scientist character because back then you know like you had characters like um doc savage and um um you know uh, rip hunter things like that that were just kind of an everyman character and so i guess this story is kind of how our character becomes that he starts off as this grumpy character it's how he becomes this sort of more heroic version of himself i don't know that he completely gets there by the end but he definitely i knew he wanted to tell a story in that kind of vein and like i said before just how those stories were so unconnected but also it's the same character and i wanted to do that but add connect add some cohesion to it and that's kind of where the idea started i mean there's wasn't like there's not anything i can specifically pinpoint you know to be like oh it was it was i read this book and i wanted to do that but it was just it just i wanted to do something in that format and that's the character that best fit that and we bounced around a lot of ideas like we talked about maybe just doing time travel or just doing you know one point one of the ideas i had written in my notes was um somehow he travels between dreams um so we went through a whole bunch of different things and dimensions was kind of the one that we we settled on and we were going for you know a lot of the dimensions he goes to are at least in some way inspired by comics from that age you know we have horror like some like tales from the crypt um, horror-esque comics. We have some, um, you know, comics that are kind of like, um, what are they called? The Teen Brigade, like from DC, like the old Jack Kirby ones where they, um, like the old Jimmy Olsen, where he, like, it's, but where it's a bunch of kids and like, they just, this, that's it. It's just a comic about a bunch of kids, like yeah, in the war. Yeah. Um, so we have something by that. We have war, a war story. We just have a lot of different genres that are all, um, kind of inspired by that. And so, um, yeah, I guess I kind of went on for a little bit, but I guess, I don't know. We just, it, that was kind of our inspiration, but there wasn't a direct thing. You know what I mean? I really love just how in, in depth it gets to the way you uh, change it up, like with different dimensions, like equals like a different type of experience or like atmosphere for them in terms of like mm -hmm. the, co the comic world. That's, it's such a cool, uh, a cool vibe. Now you said this was uh, the second, uh, the second Kickstarter you did for this, what are you doing differently with this one that you didn't exactly nail with your first one? Um, well, the first one we, you know, we didn't get our funding goal. Um, we knew we had a very lofty goal and the process in the first one was really quick. It went from sometime in the fall of 2020. So like probably September, October, something like that. I, I the only reason I remember that is because I was outside working out on my grandpa's back porch because it was COVID and there was no, um, I couldn't go to the gym. So I remember, but I remember it wasn't like super hot. So it wasn't summer, um, but it was sometime in the fall of 2020. And by August, 2021, the book was done. Kickstarter was launched. So we went really fast. Um, we had a pretty high goal um, for people who hadn't really run a Kickstarter before. And um, so this time we've, we lowered the goal we um, to $2,500. We're currently at about 20% or 495. We, um, this one honestly is a lot less in depth. The first one, like our video was this whole thing of, it was in, based on like those old commercials of, um, you know, like the old TV commercials where you get like the box set of DVDs of like um, um, Shirley Temple or whatever. It was like that. And so it was, it was me, I had to record a whole voiceover like, buy now and you can get your copy of <laughs> And I did a whole voice and this whole video that was all that. And then this time our videos, it's pretty bare bones. I just made it, put some, you know, generic um, uh, royalty free music to it. It's just shots of the book. That's all it is. Um, you know, it's just, it's less in depth. We had a lot more um, preparation with this one. We had a lot more buildup. So we, 
obviously the book has still been done and there's still little edits that we're going to make here and there, but um, like just some lettering changes that we're in the process of doing. But um, we just, we, we started our pre-launch this time a lot sooner just so, because what we've learned, what we learned is that a big part of a Kickstarter is just how, um, I guess, is word of mouth, you know, and people hearing about it and knowing about it. And so we started off really early and just kind of started talking about it and just started, you know, so people knew the name Fletcher Cross, people had heard of it. And so by the time we get to now, when the campaign is um, live, hopefully maybe more people have heard of it. Obviously, like any campaign, there's still going to be people who are like, what? I had no idea you were running a campaign. But, um, you know, I've had people, you know, in my own life come up to me and be like, oh, you have a book out. And I'm like, well, kind of, I didn't really draw any of it or write much of it. I, you know, just edited it. But so, I mean, that was what we learned from the first time was just to have more of a build up. And I think we kind of went into this one with a lot less pressure because um, we have a lower goal. We have um, just, we didn't put it, I don't, I want to say we didn't put as much effort into the campaign, but that makes it sound like we didn't try. I just mean like we didn't go you didn't like over it. the top. Yeah, exactly. The first one we put like effort into every single detail. But this time we still put effort in. We still believe in the campaign, but we weren't trying to, you know, kill ourselves putting, you know, th these minute details in there. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. You know, might not matter to anybody. So we have J. Michael Miller over on YouTube says, sounds oh, really shit. interesting, much tapped out, or pretty much tapped out this month for Kickstarters, but just back to show some support. Hell yeah, we appreciate that, Jay. Welcome to the, the chat. Appreciate uh, it. Anyone that has any questions, feel free to uh, drop them in the chat. We also have the campaign link right here. I'll just post it again. Uh, feel free to check this out. Uh, we're gonna be looking at the Kickstarter here in just a few more seconds. Um, but real quick, uh, I noticed that you were uh, trying your hand at some lettering. Are you uh, gonna be the letterer for uh, for this uh, for this campaign? Um, yeah, I, I'm not the letterer for the whole book. We actually have um, Kevin Lentz, is, he lettered several stories um, in the book. Um, he lettered, um, which ones? I, I need to actually, he's not credited on some of them that he lettered, but, um, oh no, he is. On He lettered, um, Meridian, our pirate story, our baby story. He lettered. He lettered four different stories in the anthology. Um, Derek Crow, the co-editor, he lettered a few, and the other ones just artists lettered them. But I lettered um, the two that I wrote, um, and I think that's it. There might have been one more that I lettered, but um, no, I lettered three. But yeah, I've just I've just been getting more into lettering just in general. Um, like I, I found some lettering work here and there. Um, working on um, other projects for people. And so that's just something that I've been trying to improve on. And so we were in need of a letter. I needed something to work on. And so I just I did it. And there's that's a lot of the mistakes in the lettering problems are problems that I have that I did. Like I just need to go and like a lot of my text is way too big on my lettering pages, the pages that I lettered in the book. So I'm going to have to go edit, edit that and make those smaller. But um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm not the letter in the whole book, but I, it is something that I'm working on. And so that's I, really cool though, like getting that experience, it. you know? Yeah, exactly. I, I, that's the thing about making, um, being kind of a, for the most part a one man team. Cause like my other books, Valkyrian and Terminal, I've done all myself. And so, you know, you kind of have to learn how to do all those things. And so, but I have learned that lettering is, lettering is an art that I'm actually interested in. Whereas like, I'm not actively trying to pursue being an artist per se, just because I just don't think that's my strong suit. But I 
think that lettering there's something that I could I can do. So I I'm actually trying to you know do something with that. You know, and it's it's sometimes it's hard to find that you know because you know. Like for me as a person, I would want to stick with the art just to, you know, push it because, you know, in your head, the more you do it, the, the better you get. That's just like kind yeah. of how it goes. But it takes a really like different type of discipline to be like, okay, well, I would probably be better suited like in the lettering aspect of this and take this and run as far as I can with it. And yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah, I can really respect that. Yeah. But I, I think mean, it's... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm still going to draw. Like mm -hmm. I'm still going to... I have other books that like I'm currently drawing like right now that... You know, I'm still I'm not going to stop drawing, and I know I can still improve on my art. But I'm not actually going out and looking for opportunities as an artist, whereas I am looking for opportunities as a, a letterer. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, it was really cool when I did that Global Comics interview to kind of touch base on that uh, again. Well, I opened it was like a brand new account, so the algorithm wasn't even like. You know, it wasn't affected by me using it, and uh, yeah. you you, po you popped up like first. I was like, dude, this is so cool! Like, this is awesome. Yeah. So That's uh, good. I honestly I haven't checked on that. I don't even know how to tell <laughs> if I have gotten a response. Uh yeah, I'm not sure either. Uh, I know they're coming up. With I, I don't know app. if it would go to my email or not. So I guess I need to log in and find out. Because um, <laughs> I completely forgot that I did that until I saw you had tagged me in a tweet. You were like, "Four press comments was on the top," and I was like, "What?" And I was like, yeah. oh, "Shoot, I did that." Yeah, you might so, have a couple a uh, couple uh, inquiries maybe, about it. We'll see. So uh, let's go ahead. I think this would be the perfect segue. Let's pull up the Kickstarter and check it out. Uh, you know, we'll check out all the details and yeah. see uh, what's kind of different this time around. So give me two seconds to get it added. Yeah, it is. And it's just, and that's what I was having to explain to my girlfriend yesterday. I was like, um, I was like, yeah, the middle's gonna suck. And she's like, no, it's not, it'll be fine. And I was like, no, it's going to suck. Like, <laughs> trust me, it's going to, every point who has ever run a Kickstarter <clears throat> can tell you that the middle will dip. Every single person mm -hmm. I've ever talked to has said the middle will dip. And then even me, you know, the middle will dip more than you expect it to dip. Like you expect it to slow down and then you still get surprised by it or maybe not surprised but you still are like oh my god it's dipping even though you know it's gonna do it i don't know it's weird but yeah so it's just kickstarter is just stressful and so i'm trying not to be too too in my head about it and kind of just gonna continue talking about it and continue you know getting the word out as much as i can because that's the biggest part of like i said earlier that's the biggest part of having a successful kickstarter campaign yeah yeah in my opinion so felcher cross once again a 120 page comic anthology right here is the video let's go ahead and check that out I thought that was quick to the point and informal. Yeah. I really liked seeing the different like art styles from the different dimensions as well. Yeah, that was really yeah, cool. That, that was that was part of the thing with the first one as well. Like I said, we had this whole other one planned, and then I, I did a lot more research and looking into Kickstarters and like, what do you need in a Kickstarter video? And it's almost like 50-50. Half the people are like, no, your video needs to be the book. You need to show off the content of the book. That's all you need. And then the other half are like, no, it needs to be you because people want the creator. They want to see you. So they want to see you sitting in front of a camera talking about it, or at least a voiceover. And I just kind of decided I'm not, again, like I wasn't putting in, you know, going to go above and do all these crazy things. So I was just like, I made a video. I'm proud of the video. That's what it is. 
So, yeah, yeah, it's not I, bad. I, it was easy to make. I thought it was good. I thought it was like right to the point. It shows the, the yeah. examples of the different art styles too, like or the different dimensions. I, I should say, like where uh, you see him like fighting pirates, which I thought that dude that looks so awesome too. That looked really cool. Yeah. So uh, we're looking at the story re real quick. Uh, Felcher Cross is an engineer at Day Industries working on their inter interdimensional travel machine, the Dimensionalizer. Did I say that right? Mm -hmm. Let's yep, go. When Felcher decides to test the machine before its completion, he is rocketed through the multiverse, through dozens of dimensions from horrible Lovecraftian worlds to universes of pirates and four-eyed fish. Will Fletcher find his way home or will his arrogance keep him stranded in the multiverse? So here's a look at the beginning. So what are we looking right here with, uh, with this page? Um, this is the first chapter. This is I wrote this with um, the artist uh, Jay Sheik. He um, he drew it. I lettered it. Um, again, this is one of the ones that the lettering needs to be fixed before we send it off to to print. But um, yeah, it's kind of just our introduction to. Um, I know what the like I said. Kind of the original concept was. <coughs> excuse me. The original concept was to have every chapter be individual, but we knew we needed an actual beginning and an end for it to be a story, for it to be cohesive. And so, you know, I wrote the beginning, Derek wrote the end, and this is just kind of introducing you to who Fletcher is, what the dimensionalizer is, and why he, how the story starts. You know, it's just, it's a pretty standard intro. He, um, that's his boss, Curtis Day, the blonde guy right there. And he, Fletcher's kind of just put out by him. He doesn't really appreciate he feels like he's not appreciated. He, you know, day Curtis just doesn't, he's just right now he's showing off to the board of directors and Fletcher's like, I'm not giving the credit I deserve. You won't let me test the machine, all these things that, um, when in reality, if you look at it, you know, it's not like Curtis is being a bad person. Yeah. Fletcher yeah. Just is that cocky of a dude. Um, and so that was kind of our, our thing is that he's not really, He's not like, it's not like he's some good person. He just kind of sees everyone as against him. The world is out to get him. And so that's why Fletcher is the way he is. Um, you know, uh, to be honest with you, I know you said you needed to redo this writing. I, I, I think I think your lettering is really good. I mean, compared to mine, uh, this is like <laughs> 10 times, a, a billion times better than I could ever do. Well, I, I appreciate that. It's just like, it's just a lot of that is, um, the, the problem is that a lot of it's just really big. And so um, it's covering up a lot of artwork. Okay, the bubbles. If we just shrink it, yeah, if I shrink the text down and shrink the bubbles down, it'll um, take up a lot less room and um, it'll just, I think it'll look better. But um, yeah, it's not its not bad. I've definitely done worse. But I, I, and again, there are also little mistakes like at the very top of the page, like I see like the, the spacing on that top bubble is weird. So we'll just, there's a lot of little things mm -hmm. I'm going to edit, but um, yeah. So. It's always it's always awesome too to hear like the creator, like I never would have caught that. Uh, the fact that you caught it so quick, like you probably, like you probably, it's probably been burned in your head, but like me, like glancing yeah. over it, I'm like, I, I, I didn't even notice it. So right here, uh, they're they're kind of breaking things down about the investors, wondering if they could explain, if he could explain the, the his contribution to it. So, uh, yeah. oh, go ahead. Sorry, I pulled it up on my, I pulled it up on my screen so I could read it as All well. Right. Um, what were you going to say? Uh, so so uh, if you want to kind of give us a little bit more of a breakdown of like what's going on in this scene. Um, he just, um, like Curtis comes up, he's like, hey, we want, this says these investors were just wondering if you could explain it. And what happens is Fletcher launches into this tirade using a bunch of garbage, weird, fake sci-fi words, um, a miniaturized singularity generator, um, transverse waves and things like that that don't make sense. And... Curtis laughs it off, you know, we don't want to scare him off, you know, just because Curtis is a light guy, he's not actually a jerk. 
Um, and so he even goes on to say that Fletcher's a valuable part of the team. And again, and we've seen the last panel, like Fletcher's, Fletcher's pissed. And so then we go to the next one and they finally talk. And at this point, Fletcher's lost it. He's just angry. He's, you won't let me test the machine. I've done all this for you and you don't let me do anything. I don't get anything out of this. Um, and again, like we, in the same page, but Curtis is like, I, I can't, I wish I could, but I, I just can't, you know, cause he's again, not a bad person. It's just, this is all just to establish kind of Fletcher as a character and establish that he, and that's kind of his attitude as he goes into a lot of these other dimensions is that he's put out by all these things. You know, he's, as he's dragged into all these weird little side adventures, he hates it. He's just like, this sucks. Like I don't, all these people, you're just bothering me when he could be, you know, enjoying the fact that he's traveling the multiverse, but he's not, he's just put out by everything. And so it looks like uh, our uh, man of the hour decides to take uh, matters into his own hands. Yep, he goes, he tests the machine, um, has two of my favorite pages. That's two that I've been using for, um, to, you know, for promo and stuff, but um, he tests it. And then as we can see, it starts to go awry. And actually the thing that goes awry is the thing that, um, the piece that Fletcher himself was working on. Fletcher was working on the part that we called the quantum compass. And so the thing that directs the machine. And that's the part that messes up. That's the, that, that little panel right there with the numbers on it. That's the thing that controls where you go. And that's the thing he built. And that's the part that messed up. That's the reason. I love that so much because uh, it kind of takes his like his arrogance about it. And just, exactly. it, it's kind of just an eye opener. Like you aren't like who you really think you are. You need to kind of keep yeah. that ego in check. Like that's that's awesome. Yep. And then the last page is pretty self-explanatory. We just ended it again, kind of a, 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 a callback to comics of like of older comics. You know, we ended it with the little caption box telling you um, with Dimensional Eyes on the Fridge, Fletcher Cross embarks on a journey through the multiverse with danger and adventure around every corner. And that was, we we purposefully added that. We added that in almost last minute just because we just felt it kind of really added something to, it added more to that feel that we were trying I to I love uh, the multiverse awaits as well. I think that's really cool. Yeah. That, that originally, that was the, um, the tagline for the book. The original book was Fletcher Cross the Multiverse Awaits. And with the second version, we kind of dropped that, so. So right yeah. here is a look at the campaign. Uh, this kind of just gives us a recap of, uh, yeah. um, you know, that uh, you guys tried to run it in uh, August of 2021, um, and it was a hundred. It was a hundred page. So uh, did you add some pages since then? Um, no, I just think we didn't have a full um, I gotcha. number of how many pages it was, and so we just put hundred plus because we knew it was going to be somewhere in there, and then we've, um, you know, we kind of added it'll be 120. So. Um, we've settled that down a little more, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much all that is. And then here is a look at some of the uh, creators. So if you want to uh, go ahead and like call them out while I scroll. Yeah. Derek Crow and Enrique Lopez. Um, he's usually an anchor, but Derek Crow is my co-editor. Um, Johnny Casty and Chad LaDuke, um, they did the, um, it's a really cool story. It's called Hotel California. It's, um, noir, um, uh, black and white. It's, it's really interesting. Um, then we have VLOC and Gabby Scanlon and Kevin Lentz. Um, Gabby worked with me on Stonewood Mountains and, um, um, that's Vicky and she, um, is one who Derek knew she hasn't written a lot of comics, but she wanted to do something. And the first thing she asked us if she is, if she could tell a queer, um, romance story with pirates. And we were like hundred percent go for it. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's did. awesome. And it's really, it's really a good story. It's really charming. 
Um, and yeah, so then we continue, like I mentioned earlier, that's Rugrats meets um, Grease. And it's, you have two groups of toddlers. One is nerds, one is greasers. And how do the teenagers tie into that? You find out in the book, um, get a little wacky. The next one is one that I'm really proud of. Um, it's called um, F Nazis um, by Veron- me and Veronica V. Jones. And that's the last panel right there to, to spoil it for you. And it's a, uh, it's it's a literal punchline, um, <laughs> but yeah, the, and it, that's the, the last thing he says is he disappears into the portal is f Nazis, so um, that's always a, a, a slogan we can live by. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so, but then that so yeah, and she also Veronica also did the cover for us, the wraparound cover, um, and then the next one like I mentioned before, um, that's me and Jay Sheik. Um, he, he's working with Foreign Press on his other story, Frosty the Hellmouth. Um, Derek again wrote the Crystal Tomb, which is kind of our Indiana Jones-inspired story with um, Sim Dagger. Um, that's another artist who um, he did some really great work. He really does a good job with the um, the added um, I forget what they're called half tones or where the little dots are on the page, which makes it gives it a really old yeah, school kind yeah, of look. Yeah. Um, the next one's in the desert. That's another one that I wrote. It's um, it's our penultimate chapter. It's the second to last chapter, and it's it's Mad Max esque. Um, and we originally had a different artist on it, um, Claudio, Claudio Gerardo, but um, Sonia stepped up. She said, hey, do you need an, if you need an extra artist, I'm here. And so she took it, did it in black and white, and it really worked out really well. Um, next, we have Under the Sea. That's by um, me and Doyle Dodd. That's completely wordless. It's a one-pager. A lot of these are one-pagers that we kind of added in as um, we use this um, kind of promo for the original campaign that we're going to be part of the book anyway. And so um, it's a lot of one-page comics that we that we have throughout here. We have, I think, eight one-page stories. Okay. Um, there's a few also that I haven't added on here, um, like Lou Nakashoji and um, Nathan, um, whose last name I can't remember. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but then, um, yeah, the last chapter is Derek Crow and Jack Phantom, who did um, Jack did one of our prints as well um, that you can get with the book. Um, then the next one is High Above the Ground. That's um, me and Ben Humanick, who um, that's kind of a steampunk uh, airships, blimps type thing. Um, then the next chat, the next one is actually two chapters. It's um, we needed to add something to um, add some cohesion to the book, and so we had um, I wrote one and Derek wrote one. Um, they're just both called in the <clears throat> in the stream mm-hmm. right into the stream, and um, they both take place in that energy in between dimensions. And so we had Deborah. Um, I don't know how to pronounce your name. I'm so sorry. Lancianessi. She's Portuguese, I think. I don't remember. And then um, Derek's wife, Megan, uh, did colors on it, on both of those. So we really, and we both, we both lettered them. Um, yeah, she, she doesn't, she's not really a comics person, but um, she does do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so we asked her and she was like, yeah, I'll do it. Um, the next one is Hollow World. That's our Hollow Earth dinosaur story. Um, lizard people. Um, and they end up being saved by a tribe of warrior women, and that's what she did. She just she wrote and drew it, and that's one of my favorites because she really plays to her strengths there. Yeah, um, she really does what she does best in that story, and I think it really works out well. Um, the next one is the Merry Man. Um, it's a Robin Hood Robin Hood story um, with Sam Prowse. Um, it's another one pager, so there's not a lot to say on that one. Um, next is by Nick Bryan and Boris Pesikovich. 
Again, sorry, dude. I don't know how to pronounce your name. You're doing way better um, than I would. Pronunciation is really my weak that. suit. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I, I'm like a lot of these people I haven't talked to in person, so I don't know. Um, but no, that one I talked. We talked to Nick last year. As uh, we did some short interviews with the with the previous campaign, and he kind of described his book as "What if Doctor Who was a prick?" Um, and so that's that's his and priorities and that's it's actually really interesting he gets into some really heavy sci-fi stuff there which is really cool and then nicholas put and tiffany mcleod as well as kevin lentz um they did the, the tide and it's a uh, um really it's a uh, it's lovecraftian mm -hmm. horror fletcher's almost sacrificed there's this thing called the tide that's pulling them in and um, it's it, that one's actually really good. That one awesome. and I think Hotel California are the two that I think we've gotten the most compliments on from reviewers. So that's so awesome. Before we dive yeah. into the rewards, let's go ahead and just scroll through the art again because like all these different arts is so mm -hmm. gorgeous. Like I love like the different like styles and the texturing and it's just it's so cool to see a collection of all these different mm -hmm. artists and writers like all like come together in this. Yeah, and it's I like how some of them some of them really took to heart. Like I mentioned before, like with the half tones, little dots, they're the screen tones. I don't remember what they're officially called, but some people really took to heart trying to go for a '50s '60s mm -hmm. vibe in the artwork as well. Like you can see it in the that that page, the black and white panel right there. Um, she does it. Um, the it one looks like that does too, it as well. Yeah. yeah, and so there's some people really took that to heart and really tried for that. And originally, we were kind of wanting everyone to do it. Jay does it a little bit there as well, mm -hmm. but. Um, we originally we kind of thought about having everyone do that style but i want to know we've kind of just felt like that was pigeonholing people too much and yeah. so if they wanted to they could if they didn't they didn't and so i just really like how everybody kind of does it differently mm -hmm. and it um i think that really helps out a lot where and it, i like that some of them do really some people really did take the assignment you know the the, the TikTok sound that i understood the assignment yeah yeah like that's some of them understood the assignment and did it not to say that the others misunderstood the assignment but some of them just really understood the assignment and took it to heart and went with it so it really worked out no absolutely so let's take a look at the reward so right here is the book yep yeah we have it's the that's the standard that's the cover we don't we're not doing variants or anything because I, I don't really do variants mm -hmm. in general myself but also just because it's such a it's pretty much a graphic novel it's 120 pages it's yeah. pretty thick so i didn't want to you know else that costs a lot of money so i wasn't listening about it um and then we have three different prints we have sonya's is the first one there that comes from her hollow world dinosaur story um veronica's is just the cover and then jack's is um, one that he just did on his own he just said hey if you guys need a print i did this piece and so we we ended up using it it's, it's actually a square so i like that i like when things do things when people do things like differently in different formats and so his isn't a standard um you know eight and a half by 11 print so i think that's really interesting so is this spoiler thing like is this going to be replaced by anything or what what was the meaning behind that no that's just i i don't even know exactly what he drew for like what he was trying to draw like what his aim was i just know that he um i don't i don't know he just like i said he just kind of did that of his own free will we didn't ask him to do a print or anything he's just like i'll do it or i think we said would anybody be interested and he would came back and he's like i already have a print here you go and I was like, sure, I'll use it. Yeah, that's like, awesome. It looks really good. I love his artwork. So mm -hmm. it's really. It's, and then I right here are some of uh, the reviews. Uh, do you want to read like maybe one or two of your favorites? Um, yeah. Um, let me see. We had some. So one of the ones that I really like that I was really proud of is um, the fourth one down. It says, you had me at multiverse. Fletcher Cross is a book full of genre crossing adventures that is sure to please all readers, including your evil twin from the mirror universe. That's from Jason Inman. Um, he wrote Jupiter Jet and Super Best Friend. Um, 
which um, he's also the co-host of Geek History Lesson, which is a podcast that I really like. And so he's one that I just kind of reached out to on a whim. I was just like, hey, screw it. Let's see if we can get a review from this person, which to me was a, 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 a big get. Yeah, which, yeah. That's so like, awesome. He's like some A-lister. But, you know, to me, it felt big just because I listened to the yeah. podcast. Like, How'd that feel for you, though? Having, uh, having it was a really response. Good. It was it was really good when I first got the email that or the response that he was gonna he said yeah I'll take a look and I'll send it to you I I was really cool and then when he finally sent it I just like it was like over the moon just to know that someone not even that he just that he enjoyed it but just that someone who you admire read your work yeah was a big deal yeah that's awesome man yeah and then we have like Chris Arant who um I guess I need to change that because he's no longer the senior editor at Newsarama. But um, Frankie White, um, who actually Frankie White, we um, have his project, uh, his book, Star Project Starless Daydream, is um, one of our, I guess you can call them stretch goals. Um, it's not a, really a stretch goal in terms of like, we're going to get there after the um, campaign. But for every, we did this in the pre-launch and we're continuing it through the campaign. For every 20, in the pre-launch, for every 20 pre-launch followers, we added an extra digital book to the mm -hmm. campaign. Oh, that's awesome. Which I actually need to edit the campaign because I've been out of town for the last three days. So I haven't had time to um, add anything to the campaign. But so far we've added um, Fairy Fair by Nick Bryan, who's also in the anthology. Um, Rick Flash and the Adventure Knots by Mark Pate. Um, and Project Starless Daydream by Frankie White. Um, so we have three digital books you get at any tier, as well as since we hit 20 backers on the campaign, we added Hellbillies. Um, by John Westhoff and his team. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, we have we have some other incentives. Um, you know that we're those are the incentive main incentives that we're offering. You know, other than what's offered on the on the Kickstarter page. And so, then uh, risk well, and challenges. Basically, just uh, you can't control yeah. global things happening. So you know, um, yeah. Kickstarter makes you do that. Yeah. So, uh, so real yeah, quick, yeah. let's go over uh, the tiers. Let's uh, scroll up, kind of go through some of these yeah. tiers, and we'll get to wrapping it up. Okay. So right now we have a uh, pledge without a reward back because you believe it. And then we start yep. with the digital package at $10. You get a digital copy of Fletcher Cross. The early bird. And again, you get all the um, all the digital books as well. Mm -hmm. um, I need, that's again, that's the other thing I need to add. But you get right now four books and the more people who back, potentially we can add more books to that. So hopefully we'll get there. Um, yeah, anyway. So uh, how long are you offering the uh, early bird print copy for? Um, there are 25 copies. Okay, so as, as soon so as this is bought up, up uh, it's gone? Yep. Okay, that, see, I like that. A lot of people, they, they just offer it for the first 48 hours. So what yeah. prompted you to kind of do a limited quality uh, quantity of it? I don't really know, to be honest. <laughs> I just, I, I, did, I did the 48 hours last time, mm -hmm. and, and not that I thought like that was unsuccessful or anything. I just was like, let's do it differently this time. I mean, for it's five just... bucks more, this is a, an outstanding you know price. I yeah. really like that. So, yeah, um, so you I've, get a print copy and a PDF. So, so as soon as uh, this is all bought up, though, for you know, you'll have to get the printed copy of it for twenty. So there's twelve spots left um, before yep. it goes up in price. So, for, yeah, and see, some people have already backed the the regular one, the non early bird, which that's just I assume either people don't read it or it's just people doing it out of the goodness of their heart. Mm -hmm. Which either way, I appreciate. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so we have that, and then the next the next ones are all just. Um, Sorry, I'm getting ahead of you, but yeah, we have um, one. You can get, you can pick which print you get. The, like I said, we have the cover, we have the Sonya's dinosaur story, and we have Jack's um, 
square one, and then, or you can get for forty, you can get all three. Which is a good um, price. It's you know buy two yeah. get one free basically at that point. Exactly. And then below that we have our retailer slash library package, which that's actually what I'm going to do later today is um, get some um, mailers out, um, which I have printed. I just have to go um, you know write addresses and put stamps on them and put them in the mail to um, send out to retailers. So if anybody knows any comic shops, let me know um, that support indie books. But um, we're um, <clears throat> we already have a list of um list of shops that we're gonna reach out to but you know if anybody has another one you know we're always looking to expand our list of people to reach out yeah, to yeah absolutely um but yeah you can get five for fifty dollars which is essentially that's our retailer price um which is 50 percent off um then you know you below that you can get ad space on my podcast comics unscripted um 60 seconds in four episodes so that's two months worth of comics unscripted episodes mm -hmm. for 75 bucks um, and then you can get your script edited by Derek and I, or you can get a backup story in um, a foreign press comics comic. Even though we have the right to um, refuse a few, you know, you're not. Told. So is this like a like a like a part in the anthology? No, that's in um, in our foreign press comics. We um, every book contains a a backup, you know, just like a backup. Okay, story. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you know, you get to if you want to support the book, if you want to support Fort Fletcher Cross anyway, um, there you can just support it and get your story in there in oh, that's the that, yeah that's awesome though that's cool so yeah and then uh, this is really cool too the script edited i think that's a yeah. that's a very helpful one um and that's including everything else too you get all the prints the book yeah. and everything yeah, you get a whole, <coughs> whole shebang plus you get me and derek to edit your script so um i think i put two passes in there yeah or uh, five we needed a uh, five of five well yeah no but i didn't put it in there um usually people will say like you know i'll give you one pass at your script oh okay i gotcha like so i think i don't know we'll probably do two each so i'll go through it me and derek will be supposed to go through it twice or something like that but um either way you know you get your script edited for 100 bucks um as well as you get the book and everything like that so yeah yeah all right well that wraps things up so with that all being said for anyone that's watching what would you like to say to them directly uh if they're on the fence about backing this, you know, if you had the opportunity to speak to them directly, what would you like to say to them? Um, I, um at Foreign Press Comics, you know, we um, we have a lot of things that we want to do, and we have a lot of goals. But those goals are only possible if we have people supporting us. You know, because I wish that I could self-publish every book that we make, but I can't. Um, I've self-published a few in the past, and that's all fine and good but you know at some point we need some help and so not to sound too beggy right now but um you know just you know we just need all the support we can get we need anyone even if you can't afford it you know like you, you can put in a dollar you which helps our backer number go up so that way the other people who are already backing get a free copy get more books added to their digital bundle um or you can just share it online that's honestly one of the biggest things you can do is to get the word out to as many people as possible that's why i'm doing things like this um why i'm doing um partially one of the reasons i'm doing the uh, episode of my podcast next week even though we're on hiatus um i have a couple other shows planned um to be on but yeah just back the book it's it's something new that we're doing with um the anthology format we're telling a story so it's not just if you're like me and someone who isn't a huge fan of anthologies in general but you want something that does something different and try something new um i think this is definitely the book for you because it's um and another thing it's all ages friendly so if you got a kid buy it for him like we purposely went out of our way to 
um, remove um, to bleep out words um, this time. We had some in there and then we had some, I had some people message me the first time be like, hey, did you, um, is this book for all ages? And I was like, no, no, not really. And they, they backed it anyway, but we ended up making it all ages friendly. It doesn't take anything away from the book. We still tell a great story. Um, so yeah, buy it for your kid. No, yeah, that's re that's really cool that you guys would do that for the children as well. And I, I just, I you know, I have to agree with you. You know, I don't think it sounds baggy, but if you want this type of idea to flourish, you have to you have to back it. You know, yep. either back it financially or share it. Sharing is is 100% free. You might not be into the idea of this, but you might have a couple friends who are, and yep. they might have a couple friends who are. That's the beauty of networking and sharing is like it just keeps going and going. Uh, so at least share the project if you're not able to back. Guys, this has been such an outstanding time. Kyler, I, I appreciate you coming back on, breaking things uh, down for us. But before we leave, um, I always like having like one like question that I ask that's kind of like directed to help other people who are watching as well. And I think since we're kind of on the topic of it, uh, what type of advice would you give anyone that's kind of going through what you're going through with Kickstarter, kind of feeling overwhelmed by it, kind of just like bogged down by it. There's a lot of pressure. Like what tips and advice would you give them to kind of help just alleviate some of that? Um, for one, it, even if though you're going to want to be um, kind of be sad about it or, you know, get, get da put down by how the numbers look or whatever, um, how it's doing, or even if you, your campaign wasn't successful, don't lose hope. Um, I think there is a point, you know, for everybody where, you know, you got to throw in the towel, but I think the biggest advice I can give is just use everything as a learning opportunity because that's what we did with the first campaign. We looked at what worked, what didn't, and we didn't really have anything that, you know, went wrong with it, but we still had things that we could do better and that we could like, like I said earlier, like one of those things for us this time was building up an audience beforehand and starting that earlier on. Um, so. I mean, that's just the biggest advice I can say is use everything as a learning opportunity. Um, if your campaign isn't successful, learn something from it and try again in a little bit. Maybe you don't have to try it again with the same project. Maybe you try with something else, but try it again, see how it goes, and then keep learning from it because that's the only thing we can do is to keep learning. What awesome advice. I really appreciate that because that was really well put. And I think uh, there's a lot of a lot that you can take away from that. With that being said, guys, here is the link one more time. Be sure to uh, check it out, back it. If you can't, share it with some friends. Um, it's 100% free to do. I appreciate you coming on uh, the show. Once again, this is the second time back, and I always have a fun time, you know, just, you know, chumming it up and, and breaking things down. Kyler, thank you once again for stopping by. Um, for everyone out there, it is a beautiful Thursday. I have to wrap it up and get to work on, unfortunately, but we will be back with the geek later on tonight, so stay tuned for it. Um, yeah, guys, once again, have an awesome day, but most importantly, keep it geekly.